0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Bishop Nick. And today we're going to be talking mostly to our retailer friends, but a little bit to our consumer friends, about what happens when the Walmart of cigars comes to your town. But first, let's talk about what we're smoking today. So I received a very nice care package in the mail from the fine folks at J.C. Newman, and they sent me some wonderful El Baton cigars, but then also they sent me some awesome julius caesar cigars and so i'm going to be firing up a julius caesar and let me bring up my notes here about this cigar it is a 6x52 toro and the julia diamond crown julius caesar does feature an equatorian havana wrapper dominican binder and filler of caribbean and central american tobacco and it's rolled at the tabacalera a fuente and aged for five years Uh, This cigar has been in the uh, top 25 cigars for Cigar Aficionado in 2011 and 2014. It was the Cigar of the Year 2017 for Cigars and Spirits magazine. Uh, Cigar Insider gave it a 93, Cigar Journal a 94, Cigar Snob a 92, and Smoke magazine a 93. So it is a very uh, highly awarded and recognized cigar. So we're going to be smoking this today. And so the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And guys, Dan the Man Ponder, if you want J.C. Newman, you want uh, you want yourself some Diamond Crown Julius Caesar, head on over to Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Uh, he's got them in the front cabinet where he keeps all the really great cigars, uh, you know, chilling and And uh, waiting for you to come and pick them out. Um, He's also got full lines of Aladino. He's got a whole bunch of Perdomo. um, You know, uh, uh, Fuente. We mentioned Fuente, you know, in terms of the factory this is made. He's got a ton of Fuente, and he gets that really good rare stuff in there, too. So while you're uh, searching around, if you're in the St. Louis area and you're searching around for a cigar shop, Head on over to Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, and if you're not in the St. Louis area, but you still want to support a brick-and-mortar shop, you can give Dan a call. He does do mail order, and he will take your order right there over the phone. It's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, and with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. So yeah, I'm going to get this guy cut, and then, like I said, we are going to talk about what happens when the Walmart of cigars comes to your town. Now, I say that you know I, I say that with some some you know obvious joking fashion to it but also with a level of respect because while i know some people will say ah oh, walmart's evil you know they it kills small business and this and that and whatever um you know you got to re- look you got to respect the game you don't have to respect the way you play the game but you got to respect the game um and uh it's one of those things where Sam Walton and Walmart, they put together a, a better mousetrap, and, you know, it is what it is. Uh, in this case, what we are talking about, first, let's let let's cold draw. You know, before we get into everything, let's cold draw. Hmm. Some nice raisiny sweetness going on. On the Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar there. I love this cigar. I've had this cigar, you know, multiple times. And uh, I am uh, looking forward to enjoying this today. Just cause. This was one of those shows where, since it wasn't brand, brand specific, man. Trying to get the hook going. Since it wasn't brand specific, I could kind of smoke what I wanted. And, uh, well, like I said, this came in. I love this cigar, and I figure, why not? Anyway, so, as I was saying, let me back up. Let me start from the beginning here. So, the big news. As it hit the St. Louis Business Journal yesterday... Uh, which would be Wednesday, February twenty eighth. hit the St. Louis Business Journal that Cigars International, an expanding, I'm reading from the St. Louis Business Journal, an expanding cigar retailer known for its superstore selection, is looking to open its first Missouri store in the St. Louis region. The Bethlehem, Pennsylvania-based retailer last week submitted plans to the city of Chesterfield for a two point one five acre or for two point one five acres to build a retail store. Uh, along uh, North, or Outer 40 Road next door to Topgolf and near the District of St. Louis. Now, for those of you who have um, maybe heard me talk about them before on the show, maybe you were at Pulpit Fest last year, one thing or another, um, the District of St. Louis is currently home to uh, Lit Cigar Lounge. Um, they've been out there since 2019. And so, you know, uh, this is this is Cigars International, literally coming right in their backyard. Literally lit is here. There's like a bowling alley, Dave and Buster's ish kind of place, top golf. And then CI will be like right there. So like, we're literally talking like three doors down, not the band, but the location of uh, where that's going to go. So, um, yeah, that's going to be right there in their, in their, in their backyard. City of Chesterfield is currently going through its initial review of the company's submitted plans, Uh, said the director of planning, Justin Wise. The plans will additionally need to be approved by the city's architectural review board, which will then provide recommendations to the city planning commission, he said. None of this is unusual to me. Government is slow and uh, overly complicated with multiple layers. So the fact that you have... Um, The city, then the architectural review board, then the planning commission, and then it's go to city council and all that. None of this is unusual. But anyway, uh, it says dirt could start moving on the site after plans receive a final approval from the planning commission and building permits are obtained. Uh, The wise guy, (laughs) the wise guy wise said that you're looking at realistically a good six months before there's too much activity on the site. CI is owned by Denmark-based Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which said in 2022 that it was looking to expand its retail footprint. The company's superstores cost between 4 million and 7 million to build and range in size between 7,000 square feet and 12,000 square feet. Each store includes a full-service bar, large patio area, and extensive selection of cigars. So that's the current buzz in the St. Louis cigar community is we have CI coming to the neighborhood and all that. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the St. Louis area, and when I say Chesterfield, you're like, you know, what the hell does that mean? Um, Chesterfield is a. uh, Sorry, I'm trying trying to keep the cigar going here. Chesterfield is a suburb. Of St. Louis, uh, kind of located. If you're uh, looking on the map, um, you know you've got the Mississippi River that splits the region between the Illinois and the Missouri side. So St. Louis is on the western side of the Mississippi. That means that Chesterfield is gonna be um northwest of the city. So if you put like a pin right in the city of St. Louis, right in the center, and um you kind of thought of it as a clock with uh, the Mississippi kind of going between uh, noon and six so splitting kind of the area um, it actually curves a little bit whatever we're not going to talk about that um Chesterville would probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of the direction of 10 o'clock from the city of St Louis um however um it's not it's not that far from downtown but it's it's up that direction so so i'd say northwest of the city um like i said it it it's uh home of lit uh triple leaf cigars is up that direction there's a handful of cigar shops up that way um and uh it's it's i won't lie it's a fairly affluent area it's it, there's there's money up that way um They've been building up the area known as The District for a little while. They put in a concert venue called The Factory. Um, Four Hands uh, Brewing has put in a location with uh, High Point Burgers. They've got a big, big facility there. So it acts as kind of like a food and a bar thing. Uh, Like I said, there's this Dave & Buster's kind of place there. Top Golf. So it's a real entertainment area. Um, lit has been a member of that area since 2019, um, complicated history with lit in terms of, uh, locations. They've bounced around a little bit, but they're finally in their final location, which opened up in June of last year. Um, and yeah. And then, you know, here comes, uh, here comes the city of Chesterfield and CI putting this right in their backyard. Um, I, you know, okay, let me, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this. I don't want to like, I don't want to pick a side here per se. And I don't want to like, cause I, cause here's the thing. I've been to a CI shop. I've been to their super center that they have down in Tampa. Um, and track both times that I was in Tampa I went there. In fact, it was actually the first place I went because I needed a lighter and butane, um, and so, um, and I knew I could get one there that was uh, reasonably priced. Because to be honest, a lot of the shops down in like Ebor and all that they sell very specialized lighters. You know, so like if I want a really nice lighter for like eighty bucks, I know I could get one. But like if I just want a Vertigo Cyclone yeah I'm gonna to go to that c i shop that's by top golf ironically in uh in Tampa. so I've been to one, and admittedly they're nice um pricing wise, I don't feel like it's any cheaper than your average cigar shop. Um, I've done a little asking around in the last twenty four hours, and it's my understanding based upon the people that I've spoken with that um that 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 are knowledgeable about this, that CI they have their catalogs which we're all familiar with. If you've bought cigars, you know more than likely you've been getting CI catalogs in the mail. But um, the CI catalogs obviously they're discounted. Um, but the 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 brick and mortar stores are not discounted. It, it they are they are you know same same price points. Now, the big difference is they carry their um, CI brands. You know, that's where you're going to find a lot of CI specific cigars um, in in store. And those are going to be discounted. Those are those are it's their cigars. They're cheap, you know, whatever. But like, for example, I could go into any shop and find myself this diamond crown. Uh, Julius Caesar and I could go into a CI, and then the price point's going to be comparable. It's not going to be like, oh my God, it's half price at CI. It's 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 not that way. What CI does that's really nice, and admittedly, as a, I'm, I'm speaking as a consumer here, um, there I like I said I've been to their shop in Tampa, and it's nice. It's got a very um, Bass Pro Shoppy kind of feel. Uh, log logs, you know, log motif to the front. A lot of roll-up garage doors uh, to expose the lounge to the elements uh, on a nice day. You know, so you're not like inside smoking. You're you're almost like an exposed patio kind of deal. Um, they have a large patio space out front that's just always there. Um, but then the inside part. You know, there's plenty of seating. Like I said, they have the roll-up garage doors. They have, um, you know, a a very nice bar. It's a very well-stocked bar. Um, You know, as I recall, the restrooms were very, very clean. Um, The humidor is very large. A lot of selection there. And, um, you know, the people that were working were polite and nice but they weren't like all up in your face. You know, they kind of gave you time to look around and everything. So I I'll be honest. I don't have a bad thing to say about my experience at the CI in Tampa. Um, you know, you, look, you're not going to go there and you're not going to find um, the most obscure boutique ever. Uh, you're not going to find, um, yeah, you're not going to find r- uh, rare stuff. You're not going to find mean meaning like, uh, Stuff that's been sitting on the shelf for five years that has never sold that, you know, suddenly you come across it and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's like aged on the shelf kind of deal or something like that. You're not going to find that. But what you are going to find is it's going to be your staples. It's going to be all of your basics. You're going to have a lot of brands represented. And then you have the CI stuff that's uh, that's there and um, put forth as kind of an affordable option. You're gonna have a lot of supplies, you know, lighters, cutters, Boveda, uh, humidors. You're gonna have all the supplies available to you as well. And it's gonna be, like I said, it's not necessarily gonna be discounted, but I will say it's gonna be competitive. You know, it's gonna be in the ballpark, and it's gonna be an option. Um, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna bled out. Sorry, I'm prepping my water. You're not gonna get bled out at CI now it makes it sound like I'm giving a big commercial for CI I have a lot of issues with um CI and their their business practices in terms of undercutting brick and mortar I am a small business owner I obviously you know support and love small business and I don't want small business to get overrun by the big box store guys um I said earlier, you, you know, you got can't necessarily respect the way they did it, but but you got to respect the game that Walmart put forth. You do, um, but I think it's kind of a situation here of like, you know, cigar shops, the brick and mortar mom and pops, they have an opportunity that other shops, other different stores had when Walmart came to town, and um, you know they they maybe did their best and whatever. I don't know. I don't want to pick on anybody. But what I will say, what I want to talk about today is kind of the reaction that I feel as a consumer, not as a shop owner, not as anybody of any sort of authority, I feel that the shops of St. Louis and then in turn, the shops of other towns should have as well because it is my understanding both. I mean, they say in this... uh, Where do they say it in this article? Um, they say that, uh, Scandinavian tobacco, which let's be real, that, 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 you know, that's, I believe that's general. Um, they're looking to expand their, their retail footprint. Um, you know, they, uh, they want to, they want to expand out. They want to do more. So like St. Louis is not the only town that's going to be dealing with this, um, they need you know other areas are going to have to uh deal with this as well and um you know um they're gonna have to figure it out so what i want to talk about today is how essentially rather than this needing to be an opportunity or rather than this being a a a a a moment where cigar shops um cry in their cheerios and say why me you know the big bad boogeyman is coming to get me why this should be a moment where every small business owner every every cigar shop owner needs to look at this as one hell of a challenge and say okay it's time to uh put on our big girl pants and uh i think it's technically panties but i didn't want to say that these guys are wearing panties um you know tie up their bootstraps and get to work um so let's talk about what makes a good cigar lounge i looked at a number of articles i have my own opinions but i wanted to get the general consensus and uh i looked at a number of articles to determine what is generally thought of as aspects of a good cigar lounge um First things first, a good selection of different cigars, something for every smoker. And I put this, including flavors, Guys, if you are a cigar shop owner, and again, this is going to be very retail specific, um, but I think consumers are going to get something out of it too, because realistically, um, there's a lot that goes into running a small business that I don't think a lot of people realize. And um, I think as consumers, we sometimes think, Oh, we're coming in. We're buying our onesies and twosies, and we're sitting in the lounge for eight hours and talking with everybody. So we're doing our part because we're buying our 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 two cigars, uh, guys. I hate to say it, two cigars and taking up that much space in the lounge it doesn't do the job. Um, you gotta you gotta buy more. Um, typically, when I pop into Riverman, if my bill is um, my bill's typically around four, uh, fifty bucks. Um, the amount of money Dan pays me for the advertisement and the cut, uh, he gets that back over the course of the month, uh, from me generally. Uh, I don't even know if he knows that, but he does. So, um, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you gotta give back, uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna take up space in the lounge. Now, um, anyway. The first thing is the selection of cigars, including flavors. And I say including flavors very specifically. I've had conversations with different cigar shop owners, some, I will leave them nameless, that they don't like flavors. They don't like, you know, they, they don't smoke acids, they don't smoke flavored cigars. And uh, I remind them that it doesn't matter. What they like and what they smoke. Oh, hey, I just got UPS. It doesn't matter what they like and what they smoke. They need to um, carry them because people will come in looking for them. Um, You have a number of female smokers that like those. You have a number of male smokers that like flavored and infused cigars. Why are you saying no to business? You know? ultimately every decision you make should not be about you. It should be about you making money. And if it's about just you, then you have to ask yourself, are you running a shop? Or are you running a clubhouse? And if you're running a clubhouse, that's fine, but don't complain when, um, the numbers don't add up anymore because ultimately it's all about the consumer experience. I hate to be blunt about that. You know? The consumer is the is the is the the driving force here. Um, so carry a variety of cigars. Also within that, look at the cigars that you have, and if something isn't moving, then your customers have spoken, and you need to get rid of it. If you haven't sold brand X in a year, 6 months, whatever, whatever time frame you wish to put on it. It's taking up valuable space in your humidor that you could then take that cigar out and you could put something else in there that is churning and burning and making you money. For every turn you make, you're making money, you know, and everything. You need to you need to consider um a method. You need to consider a method of getting rid of old stock. Um you need to don't be afraid of doing a discount bin where you put cigars that aren't moving in that discount bin for 5 bucks with the intention of clearing them out. And I'll tell you why. You might think that oh, you know, customer Joe is going to come in here and Joe has his he's coming in with his intention of buying a $12 Perdomo. But then he's going to walk over and he's going to see this this discount bin where he can get all these cigars for like five bucks a piece. So instead of buying that $12 Perdomo, he's going to get two of the $5 cigars. And, you know, then I've lost that Perdomo sale. And and I've lost $2. Well, maybe. That might be the case in that moment. But you know what you just did? You got rid of dead inventory that wasn't moving. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, someone else is going to come in and look for that Perdomo that he didn't buy. You know? So, you're going to move the Perdomo. The Perdomo is going to move. It may not be at that moment, but it will move. But you know what's not going to move? Those two, like old, dusty cigars that have been sitting in your humidor for five years haven't moved at all. And now all of a sudden they're in a discount bin for cheap. And guess what? He bought two of them. So, you know, there you go. Here's another idea have your staff use them as add ons. When somebody walks up to the register with maybe three or four. Um, you know, brick house, and they're getting they're getting ready to buy their their selection of brick house for the week. Say, hey, have you looked in our discount bin? You know, if you're looking for for something additional to add on to this, you can get another cigar for only five bucks. What cigar smoker going to say, no? I think I'm good. You know, and come on, guys, we're all going to be interested. in in looking through it to see if there's something in there that we like because that's the thing just because that cigar isn't necessarily moving quickly on your shelf doesn't mean that it's not a cigar that somebody doesn't like i mean it might be a situation where you know that guy like looks at that and says holy crap you have x in here and he buys all of them for five bucks a piece now granted maybe he would have bought them at full price if they were on your shelf but you know what he didn't do he never noticed them when they were on your shelf and so You got to put them in the bin. So clear that out. What that does is not only it clears out empty space on the shelf, it also gives you a nice influx of money that you can put towards something else as a retailer because right now that dead inventory sitting on your shelf is just tied up money. That's not making you any money. So get rid of it. Just move it off the shelf and get rid of it. Um, To that point, the next thing that I would say a good cigar shop does is It has fair prices. See, I come into town, St. Louis. It's going to take the ability for any shop in town that marks up rare or hard to find cigars and puts a premium on them because they're rare or hard to find. It's going to take that ability away Um, because realistically, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. That's that's shitty. I mean, that's secondary market type stuff. Um, you know, look, if if a consumer comes into the shop and he buys all your rare pinks and goes online and turns around and tries to sell them for, you know, a a hundred percent markup, you know what? That's on the consumer that then chooses to buy from that guy, if they want to pay that. Um, you guys, you know, you get it from the manufacturer at a specific price. You get it at the manufacturer um, with a suggested MSRP. Don't bleed your customer. Your customers are going to know if you're bleeding them. Trust me. After a while, they're going to figure it out, and they're not going to want to do it. So, uh, And they're going to hold it against you. So don't bleed your customers. And uh, keep, keep your prices fair. Keep your prices fair. Keep your prices competitive. You know, the other it's this is going to force these shops to take a good hard look at their numbers and they're going to have to figure out where they've been bleeding money um, for a while that maybe they didn't even realize they were bleeding the money. Maybe it was just one of those things where the money was was going and they were okay with it. But they didn't, you know, this gives them an opportunity to tighten up the budget a little bit. The next thing that shops when you've got CI coming to town, the next thing you need to do, you got to evaluate your staff. You got to look at your staff and you got to say, do I have the most competent, knowledgeable um, staff that I can possibly have? Because you're going to need to have grade A quality, good customer service um, to keep your customer base happy. Um, You know, your customer base, they they like seeing the same people over and over. They like that rapport but on the flip side, man, if, if your customer base maybe likes that person, but behind their back, they're like, hey, he's a nice guy, but he's a lazy lump of shit, you know, that doesn't help you. You need to have um, good quality staff that people like that also produces results for you and your business, your customer or your, your staff should be knowledgeable about all the product, they should be cleaning. They should be stocking. They should be making good recommendations. They should be upselling. They should be doing stuff. Don't let them just, you know, have a good quality staff. Because I, I can guarantee you after being at a CI store twice in Tampa, if, if you know, to my St. Louis retailers that might be listening, if they hire like they did down in Tampa, you guys are going to have to step up your game. Um Just saying. You're going to have to make sure you have a good, knowledgeable staff. In terms of your environment, the environment of the shop is very important. You're going to have to have a clean store. You're going to have to have comfortable furniture. Seats are going to have to be positioned well for both public and private conversation. You know, you'd want to have little nooks where people can talk privately but also talk publicly. Um. Ventilation is important. Not only does CI have really good ventilation when the doors are shut, but obviously when they roll up the big like garage doors to open up the store to make it an open air smoking uh, lounge, obviously the the, the ventilation is going to be great because you're basically smoking outside. So, ventilation is key. Nobody wants to sit in in a hot box. I mean, realistically, I can't wait for the temperatures to get warm enough consistently that I could take my tent down. I'm tired of sitting and smoking in a hot box in my tent. I'm 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 over it. Uh, I had a taste of nice weather and it's gone back to colder weather and I would really like for that spring weather to come back because I'm I want to take this tent down in the worst way. Plenty of ashtrays. You got to have plenty of places. Nobody should ever be looking for an ashtray when they're when they're ready to ash their cigar. They should be able to just find one quickly and ash. Because you know what? If they're looking for one, they're just going to ash. It's not their house. They don't care. And now you've got ash on the carpet, ash on the floor. Y- you don't want that because that that stinks. That gets really gross. If you've got a TV on, don't have it on so loud that you can't even have conversation. You know, same with music. You got to have these things at a decent volume that people can hear it if they want to like concentrate and focus on it. But at the same time, if I'm sitting next to my buddy and the game is on, I should not be yelling at my friend sitting next to me in order to hear over the game. That's just not that's not great. If you have a bar, you're going to have to have a decent supply or a de- decent selection of spirits. Um like I said, CI's got a nice bar. You're going to have to have a nice bar. Um, You can't get uh, super focused in the weeds in one direction. I mean, you know, look, if you're a whiskey bar, if that's what you're known for is a whiskey bar, then fine, you know, whatever. But but have have a have a house uh, vodka, you know, have a house rum, have a house gin, you know, something that like at least if you're a whiskey bar. Somebody else can come in and uh, order something else. Have what you need on hand to make these other drinks, because I guarantee you CI is going to be able to take care of that. Um, Now we're getting a little more complicated here. Good customers. The Cigar Authority recently did an after show about what does it take to get kicked out of the cigar lounge. And the long and short of it is, That after show basically talks about what it takes to be fired as a customer. And if you're a retailer, I would highly recommend you go and listen to it because you should never look. You shouldn't take it lightly, but on the flip side, you shouldn't be afraid to fire a customer. I have in the newspaper fired customers. Not necessarily um, subscribers, because I really haven't had the need for that. But I've had some advertisers that, for various reasons, I have fired. And that sounds goofy. It sounds like, why would you get rid of somebody who's willing to pay you money? Well, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is... The hassle that goes along with them is not worth the money that they bring in. Um, your ROI needs to needs to make sense. And sometimes that ROI is not as simple as dollars and cents. Um, you know, if a customer is always belligerent and angry and causing fights with other customers to the point that he's driving away other customers, he's now costing you money. Um, if that customer, let's say every time he comes in, you know, you got to spend half an hour cleaning the bathroom because various, thing, various things take place. You know what? Is that worth it? Uh, or is it, very at the very least, worth a conversation? Um, you know, is the customer stealing? If the customer's stealing, there shouldn't be a conversation about it. They should be gone. And I'm actually of the opinion that if you have proof of it, uh, law enforcement should be brought in because I don't tolerate that shit. Um... You know, if uh, racist behavior, rude behavior, misogynistic behavior, um, things of that nature, get rid of them. If they bring any sort of a toxic element to your lounge, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And if it's not, get rid of it. And to be honest, if they're bringing a toxic element to your lounge and you say it's worth it, man, they they must be one hell of a whale because... You know, for every for every um, stupid bullshit thing they say, you might be losing a customer. So they better be spending a ton of money in your place if that's the case. Um, so don't be afraid to fire a customer. The next thing, you know, I think the cigar shops need to to take a real hard look at when they're um, trying to up their game uh, with CI and in, in, in coming to town and this goes towards the idea that you need to create an environment and an atmosphere and a place that offers consumers something that they can't get elsewhere. The reason that they come to you. What makes you and your shop unique? What makes you you? Um, if you're just like, well, we're like blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Well, then why don't they just go to any of those places? They can. So why do they come to you? Figure that out, and if you figure that out, that's a super valuable information to know. To that point, cigar events. So many shops do the basic cut and light, buy two or buy three get one free, and I get it. It's a quick and easy event to do with um, a manufacturer, with a manufacturer, with a cigar rep. With somebody just rolling through town and they've got one night. But, you know, figure out a way to make that unique. Figure out a way to make your your events special and different. Um, And look, I get it. It's not always easy to do. Um, It's a lot easier for me as a consumer to sit here and say, come out with more creative events. Um, Because you got to be creative when you're coming coming up with them. And that's not, look, it's not easy to do. It takes planning, it takes uh, proper execution, it takes money, it takes some time, but you guys, retailers, you got to give us something more than than a cut and light. I'm just saying, uh, I think the basic consumer, for the most part, is over the cut and light. Look, you're always going to get some that show up, but I think you could get a lot more if you offered something really badass. Um Trying to think of some of the ones that I've been to that have been really cool. Um, you know, uh, The Hill, back a number of years ago, they did a, a, a cigar education thing where we got the little. Individual cigars made of of just one tobacco leaf, and you could take taste the different types of tobacco. I know Aganorsa leaf. Terrence Riley he does the Aganorsa experience. That is a super interesting educational event that um, adds a lot of of um, uniqueness to the event. Um, you know, I've heard of things where um, you go to a cigar event. And there's a guy that's doing that's taking measurements uh, for suits that he's tailoring you for suits right there at the event, and so you can literally go and you can buy a suit and buy your cigars and you can get a tailored suit at the at the event. Um, You know that's unique. May you know cigar people tend to really like watches a lot. Maybe cigar shops need to partner with a jewelry store and have um, a jeweler come in with a nice array of watches um, that he can show off and talk, uh, educate um, the consumers about um, really nice, high quality watches. Um, that might be something interesting. Dave Garoflo wrote a whole book, you know, David versus Goliath, talking about you know different events and things that a small uh, retailer can do to uh, counter uh, back to the online giants and the various things like that. Oh, um, I just, uh, and not everything in that book may necessarily apply to you and your shop, but if you get like one or two tidbits out of it, I don't think that's a bad thing. Look, ideas come from everywhere and you guys got to start getting creative. You got to start get opening your ideas to things all over the place. Um, Sporting event watch parties are always a super easy thing to do. Um, Maybe if instead of doing a buy three, get one free, maybe if, uh, you know, McAuliffe wants to sponsor, um, you know, a uh, uh, opening day Cardinals baseball watch party, are they going to not do it? I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Ask. Um, get creative. You're gonna have to start getting creative. Food is is it's you know you're getting there. You're adding a little bit more to it when you when you bring in food. But uh, no, we're, you're gonna have to start. Like I said, it all comes down to offering the consumer that thing they can't get elsewhere, and that's important. Um, and then finally, and this is the other thing that. is the other thing that uh, shops in St. Louis and anywhere that CI is coming, you're going to have to do. If you're a retailer and you own a shop in uh, this area or anywhere they're coming, you're going to have to take a real hard look at your shop. And you're going to say, okay, um, what upgrades need to be made? Where do I need to spend some money? And I know that sucks. Especially when you're freaking out at the prospect of CI coming to town and you're worried, okay, how is this going to impact my business? Will this shut me down? The last thing in the world you're probably thinking is how do I spend money? But that money, it's an investment in you. It's an investment in your business and your customers will notice it. They will notice it. When you get new chairs, they will notice it. When you have a professional cleaning company come in once a quarter to deep clean the hell out of the whole place. Um, because let's be real. These things create smoke. And that smoke gets into everything. Look at a wall that was painted white. Smoke in that room for two or three years. And then tell me. Is it still painted white? Or is it kind of an eggshell color at best? You know? Um, you know. Get a get a cleaning company to come in. And clean the hell out of your place. Um, invest in... I mean, realistically, if you're a business and you don't have a POS system right now, uh, I you know you need to you need to seriously consider that. POS systems offer you the ability of doing rewards programs, and let me tell you, CI offers a fuck ton of rewards programs. You guys have no idea the different things they've got, and and look, I, again, this makes it sound like I'm doing a big commercial for CI. I'm trying to give The other retailers, my knowledge and experience of CI to where I could say, look, you guys can offer reward programs and reward programs go a long way towards customer loyalty. If I have points banked up at some place, yeah, I'm going to keep working to bank up those points so that maybe I can get a box or maybe I can do something else. Or maybe at one of these big events that come that you're planning, I can come and I can use my points to get a box instead of having to pay out cash or something like that. The bottom line, you guys, yeah, you have to start offering this stuff, um, um, there are some programs that you can do that are relatively simple. I know a lot of businesses use Clover. Some of them use, uh, you know, other programs. You can have your own rewards program that you design through whatever system and and, and all that sort of thing. It, it all works. It makes it so easy. These cigars, where's my cellophane for this? So many cigars come with the barcode literally printed on the sticker to where you don't have to do any sort of pricing whatsoever when the cigar comes in. You just literally enter it into the system and plan it. It also helps with inventory, and it helps with going back to what I was talking about earlier about getting rid of product that's not moving. Now you can run a report, boop, boop, and you figure out exactly what's moving and what's not. And you can you can purge that stuff as quickly as possible. It all it, it, it makes for a better... Small business environment, it makes for a better thing uh, for both the consumer and ultimately it's going to make for a better environment for you, the retailer. Now again, if, uh, if you are not of the opinion that you uh, are running a cigar shop, you just have your little clubhouse, that's fine. I have nothing wrong with that. I I you know if you have your clubhouse and that's that's your domain if you have the money to support that awesome that's awesome more power to you I'm jealous of you on the flip side if you're trying to make a living at it or you're trying to make money at it or you're trying to not sink money you've already made into it you got to look at it as an actual business and you got to you got to do some things that maybe you don't want to do, but you got to do it. Um, CI is it's going to force everybody in town to up their game. And you have time. You have time. You have at least six months. According to this Business Journal article, you have at least six months before any dirt is even moved on the site. You probably have upwards of nine to ten months before you have the, pro- the, the even the prospect that CI opens. I'd say you have anywhere between nine and twelve months before you see CI open, assuming that everything goes perfectly with all the permitting and everything like that. Nine to twelve months, guys. If you can't get your ship going in the proper direction and just crush it over the course of twenty twenty four, you know. And I get it; it's a bad economy. People aren't spending money these days. I'm sure every shop in St. Louis, I'm sure every shop at any other place that uh, CI is looking at, I'm sure you're all sitting back saying, damn, though, customers are down, revenue is down, you know, it's not a good time for for me to be investing in all this shit. Look, you got to do it, because what's going to end up happening is CI is going to come in, and they're going to be big, and that'll be that, so, you know... I'm just telling you, I'm I'm giving the fair warning up front so nobody can say that I didn't say it. Um, You got to do it and you got to put it out there and you got to make this happen because otherwise, a year from now, CI will be open and um, at that point, what's done is done. If you start doing it now, it'll be that much easier. It'll already be cemented in place and it'll be going. And it won't be a big deal when CI opens. Just saying. So anyway, that is my rant about all that. Why don't we now go ahead and get into this? It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villager Villager Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarillo manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated. Head over to villagercigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villager Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. Okay, guys, so it's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report. And, um, I have, uh, <laughs> this is just, things have gotten so busy since I've been back from Vegas. Um... I've still been watching the uh, X-Men animated series, for those of you who care. Um, Not really anything to say about that. Uh, I did go and see a movie. I went and saw uh, Lisa Frankenstein. I think it was Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, Lady Frankenstein. I think it was Lisa Frankenstein. And uh, it was directed, I think think it was directed, by um, Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda. And it's about this teenage girl... And she's kind of an outcast, and storm happens, and this this dead guy that she's she had this kind of fixation on this dead guy. Um, she didn't know anything about him, but he had the coolest uh, headstone in the cemetery. Anyway, he comes to life, and you know, wackiness and death and and whatnot, and mayhem ensue. Um, it was quirky. It was very Tim Burton esque. Uh, I you know, it was all right. It wasn't the best movie ever, but it wasn't the worst movie ever. It it kept my attention. It was entertaining. It was weird, um, but uh, it wasn't bad. So, I watched that. Um, otherwise, I've been kind of I've been behind on podcasts, so I've been kind of catching up. This week, I've been catching up a lot on on uh, both the Cigar Authority and the Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash guys. Those are two that I always try and catch. And uh, so, I spent my driving day. Um, Doing that, I go through moods where sometimes I'll listen to music in the car. Sometimes I'll listen to podcasts. And typically when I'm listening to music, that's when I get behind on my podcast. And uh, I just, um, I've been behind. So anyway, I uh, spent a little time this Wednesday catching up on that. Otherwise, uh, this weekend I have my kiddo. Um, so Lord knows what will happen there. It is supposed to, supposed to be a little nicer out this weekend. Not as nice as, uh, earlier this week, but nicer. And so I'm hoping that, uh, I won't really have much in the way of TV time this weekend because I'm hoping that we will be out and about and doing stuff. So we'll see. But anyway, Uh, That's my short and abbreviated Villager Cigars Entertainment Report. Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week. And this week, uh, let me bring up my list here. I've still been keeping my list. I have my my running list of 2024 cigars. Uh, Every cigar I smoke um, on every day so that I can uh, take a look at that. So... What is today? Today is, uh, so we got to go back to, uh, we can go back to that. Um, so my first one, as I'm going through my list here, boy, that was a Aladino heavy day. That was, uh, oh, that was the day I recorded with Ken and, uh, Tremac. That was a very heavy Aladino day. Um, my first one that I smoked that I want to point out. Uh I smoked a brickhouse Ciento Por Ciento twenty twenty three. It was the TAA exclusive for twenty twenty three. I love the Ciento Por Siento brickhouse. Um I had the 2019, I think it was 2019, Siento Por Siento. I bought a box of those down at the El Reylo factory when I visited there in 2020. Fantastic cigar. I think I may even possibly still have a couple of those still rattling around in my humidor. Um, but I did buy a box of the 2023s when those hit. And uh, I think I'm down to like three of those. Um, fantastic cigar. It's a brick house that knows somebody. It's it's just, it's it's a... Higher quality brick. I I love that cigar. So, Burkehouse Ciento Por Ciento. Um, uh, my second one that I have, um, I smoked uh, earlier this week, and it was the um, Henry Clay Warhawk Rebellious, and the Henry Clay Warhawk Rebellious. Oh, oh, Tim Coleman, you uh, or Tom Coleman uh tim tom whatever anyway uh damn it now i can't remember now i gotta look him up because um i don't want to tom coleman i didn't want to call you tim tom coleman <sighs> you got me to open up that box for the show and you got me to smoke that one and now that box is open it's exposed and now i can go back into it and by god the second one that I had, the second Henry Clay Warhawk rebellious, so good. I have put the word out um, to uh, to Ken down at Ash Nail that if in his travels he comes across any more, to let me know because I'll probably I would be interested in buying more of them. Um, I'll just say this to anybody now: if anybody in their travels comes across any Henry Clay Warhawk rebellious, I am interested in buying them. Let me know, and I can see what I can do. I don't promise that I'll be able to at the time, but at least ask me because, um, yeah, I uh, I love that cigar and I need that uh, need more of them in my life because I get the overwhelming feeling this box that I opened up is not going to last all that terribly long. Um, the last one that I smoked that I'm going to give a little love to, you know what, the last one I smoked that I'm going to give a little love to. Uh, I swung by. I was in need of in need. I, I wanted a cigar. I wanted. I was not in need. I'm never in need. But I swung. I wanted a cigar, and I swung through. Uh, Total Wine, and they had in a box of the Romeo y Julieta Reserve Real Nicaraguas. And I have talked about that one on the show multiple times before as well. I haven't had one in a while. Uh, picked one of those up. And it just smoked wonderfully. It was so great. And so I need to look into getting myself more of those. But, guys, um, super good spicy cigar. Uh, It was an A.J. Fernandez blend as well. Um, Super good. I loved it. So, yep, the Blue Band Romeo He Julieta Reserva Real. Super good cigar. Okay. Um, Well, now, why don't we hear a little bit about our friends over at My Monthly Cigars? While you're over there at My Monthly Cigars, make sure you pick up some fucking good coffee. He's got the Daily Press, which is the pulpit blend. He's also got the Lounge Blend, a whole bunch of other ones. Um, So you're going to want to get in on the fun there. And be watching for the announcement as to when the fucking good cigar goes on sale. Because uh, I know I'm looking forward to trying it. So, you know, hopefully soon that'll go on sale and we can all, um, you know, try uh, Nick's fucking stick. So there we go. Anyway, in terms of the socials, I'm available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. I'm on Facebook where we have the Pulpit Parishioners group. That's always fun. Get in on that. We have uh, Twitter slash X where we're on there and YouTube where you can watch this. Um, Just a reminder I'm going to keep plugging it. Pulpit Fest is coming up on August 23rd through the 25th down in Palm Coast, Florida. I have bought my plane tickets. I am officially on the way and going. Um, my plane tickets are bought, my lodging is secured, and guys, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time down there in Florida. Make sure you get in on the fun there. Um, I am working on uh, getting a registration page put together, I promise I'll have that soon. But all we ask is that you register because we need a headcount. Um, there's not going to be a charge, but the headcount is needed for gift, you know, gift bags, things of that nature. And then also just for planning purposes, food, tables, that sort of stuff. So make sure you get in uh, the registration. As soon as I have it live, I will let all of you know and you can get in on that. But for right now, at least for your travel planning purposes, we are good to go. August 23rd through the 25th, Palm Coast, Florida, Ash and Ale Lounge. Ken is planning all kinds of wonderful stuff. Look. This is going to be a totally different Pulpit Fest experience. If you've ever been to a Pulpit Fest, it's going to be a totally different experience. And if you haven't been to a Pulpit Fest, this is the best one to come to. Because let me tell you, it's going to be way more impressive than any of the ones prior. So um, it'll, it'll be a good time. So you're going to want to get in on that. Um, otherwise... Um, I know I didn't really give any review of the Julius Caesar. I've smoked this before on the show. So I kind of figured it was just a, a thing. I just I had a cigar and uh, whatever, uh, but it's super solid. I mean I have been neglectful smoking it. I've been talking obviously. I tried my best to keep it going. Um, you know I've had to touch it up just a few times because I have stopped talking. But uh, it's such a solid good cigar. Um, it's it's it, it it's it's such a good cigar. It, it earns the prestige that comes with having um you know jc julius caesar jc newman's name on the band um you know this this is a cigar that's worthy of having his name on it so um you're gonna want to try this if you haven't it's not a very expensive cigar i feel like the toro runs about maybe 15 bucks and you know typically when it gets over 12 bucks i'm kind of like okay is it worth it this is worth it this is hundred percent worth it. So, guys, if you haven't tried the Julius Diamond Crown Julius Caesar, uh, do yourself a favor and try one. It's a wonderful, wonderful cigar. Otherwise, um, that's kind of it for this uh, for this episode. Um, I know it was very retailer instruction heavy, but uh, you know, um, I, I'm hearing that uh, there's at least five towns that are on the very short list for CI to, uh, put a, put a store in, um, St. Louis being one of them. So realistically, there's four other cities that are probably, uh, sitting back and, and freaking out a little bit about, uh, you know, um, where, uh, where CI is going to land this year. Um, but I will also say that, uh, you know, this isn't the end. I, I, I have it on good authority. I've talked to a few people. Uh, I have my insiders. See, that's the beauty of this is I've got my, you know, one of, one of the skills I was able to cultivate with in the newspaper was having my what I call my little birdies, my little birdies that come and chirp things into my ear. Well, I have a number of little cigar birdies as well, and they're not the people you would think um, you guys probably think, oh, they're on the show all the time. They've never been on the show. These people don't want to be associated with me because they want to be able to chirp in my ear without, you know, suspicion. So I can tell you hand to God, none of my birdies have been on the show before. Um, But my birdies are telling me that CI is looking at a big brick and mortar push in the next couple of years. And so this St. Louis store, it's not the last. There's four other stores that they're looking at this year. Uh, in other locations, and that's not the last. There's going to be plenty more. So this is a problem that brick and mortar shops across the country, in all sorts of different walks of life, are going to have to deal with. So today's instructions may have been geared towards the St. Louis market, but at the same time, they apply to everybody. So you know, retailers start giving your your shop a real good eye. You know, give it a give it a a uh, very um, critical eye because uh, CI is coming for you. And if you're not ready, the Superstore is going to move in and you're going to move out. So anyway, this has been another sermon from the scar Pulpit. I'm Nick. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. to go find out what UPS dropped on my porch. Later, guys!